Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm doing pretty good. There you go. Uh, so, the cocktail of the week this week. There are two cocktails of the week, and I have a story to tell about them. This is excellent. Yep, yep. Uh, so, when we lived in D.C. and also when it was not quarantine times, we went to all sorts of... I cannot remember those days. It was a long time ago. I have read about them. <laughs> we went to all sorts of uh, cocktail events. So like there's a repeal day ball in D.C., which is one of our favorite things. You get super dressed up like the guys mostly wear tuxedos. Yeah, I used to drink more. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you pay your admission, which is like 100 bucks to the repeal day ball. And all these liquor companies sponsor tables. I mean, there's dozens and dozens oh my of God, stations. It was the worst incentive. You pay once and you drink as much as you can. All right. Stop listening to Jared Dad and his drinking problem. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome because you go in and then and like each table has usually one, sometimes two cocktails made with the same spirit. And like all the great bartenders in DC basically get paid like by these liquor companies to come make whatever their cocktail is at these stations and your admission gets you as much as you want which is a problem for people like gr dad and not a problem for people like me not because of necessarily because of the alcoholicness of it but it's like the frugality and the cheapness in me gets activated it's like the all-you-can-eat buffet where the more you eat the cheaper each unit gets Dear Dad's got, we've talked about your issue with like free food before too. Yeah, so if I have one drink, that's like a really expensive drink. But if I have four drinks, like those were cheaper. And if I have 10 drinks, I wouldn't. But if I had 10 drinks, man, those are a bargain. It's, it's a terrible incentive. And I'm aware that it's an irrational thing, but it triggers me. <laughs> it is a problem. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you never, like, we certainly wouldn't let you drive home from one of those events, but yeah. you never have that much to drink. No, because I also know that they're good and I want to taste them and, and remember them. So, but it's the incentive is there. I'm fighting it. In any case, uh, this is a thing that lets us discover all the cool bartenders in D.C. who we like sort of know because we, you know, spend time like going to different bars. Um and so one of the very cool bartenders in D.C. is Chantal Tseng. Mm -hmm. um, and she does a thing, I think once a month, called Literary Cocktails, yes. which is at a bookstore, and they kind of pick a book, and she makes custom cocktails based on the book. And so you go and you, like, talk about the book. It's like a very D.C. slash geeky thing, <laughs> cocktails and books. Yeah. So obviously that's not happening because COVID. And so our friend Taylor Burney now of NPR, uh, who's a total book person. Loves books. She does. So she has a newsletter called Get Lit that she puts out once a week. Uh, great, great title. Just yeah. a great title. Which is usually kind of like author appearances and book events in the D.C. area. And obviously that has changed a little bit now that uh, it's COVID times. But anyway, in her newsletter a couple weeks ago, uh, she said, you know, literary cocktails isn't happening, but Chantal is doing this thing called Cocktails for End Times. So it's basically a virtual version of literary cocktails, and she linked to it. So I'm going to post this on, on the socials, but it's cocktailsforendtimes.com. That's her website. And so you go, and there's a form that you can fill out there. And I'm going to pull it up just so I like don't mess it up. But basically, she will make you your own 
literary cocktail. So you fill out, there's like a Google form. I'm going to tell you what it asks. So it's like, uh, okay. So first, like you put your stuff in and then you, you like your name and your email and then your favorite book or your favorite quote or the last book that you liked. That's thing number one. So good. And then it's like, tell me everything that you have in your liquor cabinet. And so it could be like, you've got a bottle of Jim Beam that like your dad gave you. And Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew. <laughs> but it's like all the juices, just tell me all the stuff that you have. And there's just a little box, you type in all the stuff you have. So there's like all the liquors, all the juices. And she prompts you, you know, do you have orange juice? Do you have lemons? Do you have lime? Do you have grapefruit? Do you, apple juice, apple cider, whatever. What kind of equipment do you have? Like, do you have a cocktail shaker or not? What kind of glasses do you have? Uh, and so She's it's so smart. Yep. What kind of like things for topping do you have? Do you have club soda? Do you have ginger ale? Do you have champagne? Like list any wines that you have. She makes stuff with sherry. So, so she basically asks everything you have and then like, tell me what you like or what you're interested in. If you know, so I'm like, I like stuff that's kind of fizzy, uh, you know, not super savory. Like my husband likes stuff on the sweeter side. And so it's 10 bucks and she makes you a cust 10 bucks per cocktail. So I actually ordered two and she makes it based on what you asked for. So my birthday was yesterday. And so my birthday present to myself was let's try this. Like, let's have Chantal make us some cocktails. And she makes great drinks that we've had at these events before. Mm. Um, so my favorite book is House of Leaves. And so I was like, House of Leaves, my favorite book. Here's everything we got in the liquor cabinet here. Uh, you know, we basically have everything you want. I'm willing to make stuff. So here are the two cocktails that she made us, which we're going to try. Uh, so the one closest to you, GR Dad. So the names of these cocktails are quotes from the book. So they're very long cocktail names. That one is called, What Miracle Is This? This Giant Tree. It stands 10,000 feet high, but doesn't reach the ground. Still it stands. Its roots must hold the sky. That's the name of the cocktail. Good name for a cocktail. Yes. Turns out. Yeah. So that's a quote from the book. Uh, both of these have thyme, mint, honey syrup, which I made. So it's basically, and she tells you how to make it. Like you boil some water because I said I have thyme and mint in my little garden. And she's like, throw a handful of each of those in your water, boil it for three minutes, mix it with honey. You're done. Uh, so this has green chartreuse, which we brought back from Maryland the last time because we can't find it down here. Yeah, that was like big empty was the car or is it in the rv it's in the rv i think it was in the rv like we drove the rv just for a bottle of green chartreuse <laughs> so green chartreuse which is a very kind of herbal thing i think it's made by monks of course it's got 23 of course it is the herbs in it uh then the thyme mint honey syrup pineapple juice and lime juice and it's a swizzle so you put it in all in a glass with crushed ice and then you get your swizzle stick out and you swirl it around so this is in honor of the swizz you want to try it dear dad the swizz. he was going to drink it and i was like no you got to try it live i on was the podcast. not allowed to taste this beforehand so i've been eyeing it yeah should i give it a good stir it? Yeah. give it a good stir so you get the Ice and everything mixed in there. Mm. It sounds like a swizzle. Crushed ice is good. I usually have big chunks of ice. These are little pieces. Mm -hmm. Little chunks. Oh, great. That was a big gulp. Super. It's very interesting, right? Super interesting. Yeah, it's very herbal. Herbal? Herbal? I say herbal. Depends on how you say it, but, it's, but it tastes like... Oh, it tastes great. Yeah, like the only liquor... better tasting Jägermeister. The only liquor in there is the green chartreuse, which is unusual. Usually that's like the thing you put half an ounce of with an ounce and a half of some other thing. Yeah. This is just the green chartreuse. It's really good. It yeah, tastes but the like... the thyme has some really interesting tang to it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It tastes like a cocktail that you would get at a craft cocktail bar. 
it, pretty good. It tastes like there's four different kinds of bitters in there or something. Yeah. They're real good. Yeah, it's great. So that's that one. She is smart. Mm-hmm. You're smart for ordering it, of course. The other one here is, uh, this is also a quote from House of Leaves. Some people reflect light, some deflect it. You, by some miracle, seem to collect it. Oh. And so this is, um, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a cross between like a South Side and a uh, margarita. So this is Plymouth Gin, Cointreau, the thyme mint honey syrup, and lemon juice. Mm. So if you were making margarita, it would be tequila Cointreau, simple syrup, and lime juice. So you switch the lime and the lemon, mm-hmm. switch the gin. And she actually put in the thing. She's like, this is a base cocktail. So you could swap out whatever spirit you want. You could make this with tequila. You could make it with bourbon. Wow. Um, so anyway, you want to try that one? Sure. Jared? It's in my, the radioactive glass that's going to... It's in the uranium glass. So it would glow if we pull out the black glow. light. <laughs> Uh, so I like this one's actually my favorite. Like they're both really good, but I love a drink, like gin and lemon juice and like a little bit of sweetness. I like in it. There. This has more. This brings out the honey more. It's not yes. as herbal. It's more sweet. Yep, yep. No, it's good. I like the other one. I like them both. I think I like the other one a little bit better, just because it's more. It's more complex for what I feel like right now. But it really is. Yeah, but it depends to. on how I how I feel. They're both really good. <clears throat> so nice work. That's yeah, so self-gifting. I, mm. I, <laughs> uh, I think this is awesome. And so I'm going to post about this because I think like if you want to get a present for someone, what a great present this is. Like you can buy them a book and then get them a cocktail like made specifically for them to go with the book. Or you can get them like uh, be like Chantal, I'm buying my friend this like bottle of Four Roses bourbon. So it's like a $30 bottle of bourbon. Uh, here's a book that they like make them a cocktail to go with it and get them like one or two cocktails to go with the it is liquor. A, it is a very potentially romantic gift right with the, like if you actually peg your partner's per- favorite book and like can predict what they'd like in a drink that you can yeah. steer it that way and it's very personalized and shows your partner that you know him or her really well that's pretty good but it could just her. be a good friend gift right like oh you like yeah. my you know, I've got like a bunch of dog friends and they all like the art of racing in the rain. And I'm like, okay, oh Chantal, like, geez. make us some book, crying book cocktails and give them the Tastes book. Tastes like tears. Uh, so I think it'd be a great present. It's 10 bucks for like a personalized craft cocktail recipe. So I'm going to put a link up to it. Chantal Singh. Chantal Singh. So cocktails for the end times. If you just go there, there's a link to the form and you can fill it out. But I'm going to post it too. Um I was going to post it right when I saw it, but I was like, well, I better try it first. Not that I thought she'd come up with anything bad, but uh, I was just super impressed. Like it was, I was reading, so she, you know, it takes a few days, right? She doesn't, because she has to like look stuff up. And so I got the email and I was like, okay, you know, I paid her the 20 bucks for the cocktails and I get the email with the recipes. I was like, oh, I have all this. Oh, that looks really good. And then I was like, right, because I told her exactly <laughs> what I had and exactly what I liked. Yes, and then yes, the self-gifting part is is a bit of a loop but if if i had done that for you you would have been really impressed yeah you'd be like oh my god i have all this ingo really <laughs> went in the cabinet and checked it out yeah so i think this is just like a great potential present for oh, yeah. yourself or for somebody else but i i love the idea of like putting interesting stuff together for presents and so like if i could get someone like a book and a bottle of liquor and like two cocktail recipes that put those things together made just for them. Like that's totally the kind of present I like to give. Yeah. Or they, or you know their favorite book, right? They have like one book that they just absolutely 
are nuts about or yeah. has really affected them. Or an author them. or whatever. And so they'd be all into references to it. Yeah. yeah. This is a very good idea. Yep. Yep. So uh, cocktails for the end times. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very this is a very good interactive thing that we wouldn't have probably thought about if we hadn't been confined to home home confinement for nine months. Yeah. I'm very pleased with it. Um we're, we've got like a backlog of cocktails of the week because somebody, a friend of the squad, sent us a bunch of stuff this week, including a box of pears, which like fruit is like such one of those good Christmas presents. Except we had a ton of pears and I was like, all right, I got to make stuff with pears. I made pear bread. I made pear crisp. Oh my God. And then I also found a recipe for a pear spritzer, like a cocktail with like you make a pear syrup. So I've made the pear syrup out of the pears that's in the fridge. So next podcast, we'll have the pear. No, it's great. Cocktail. I mean, the... the the only downside to our exploring online food ordering is that now we have a lot of food and it's not online. It's like actual food. We probably have like, you know, 150,000 calories worth of food on top of the fridge that's just Bread. sitting there looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually perfect for the holidays. You're supposed to, you know, start chowing for Christmas. Oh, my God. So we're someone, chowing. someone after the last podcast where I was like raving about Zingerman's Bakery someone's like you know they make pimento cheese and they do have like a whole cheese section but i was like i'm just gonna order the bread and they're like oh you got to get the pimento cheese i love pimento cheese i totally nailed you with the pimento I like, cheese i love pimento cheese so i ordered a whole, like a giant box of stuff this week <laughs> i ordered myself a birthday cake and like a bunch of bread and pimento cheese oh yeah oh my god that's so good and with the parmesan pepper bread and the pimento that's what i had for lunch but today i think we have like six loaves of bread right now i mean we're we got backup i bread. try really hard but that's a lot of bread i know well some of it should go in the freezer except our freezer is full we got like eight <laughs> got pizzas six in there st stolen in there and, and <laughs> stolen 15 in. meat pies and other things too <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there it's all very good and individually excellent but Man, we need a bigger freezer. We need we need a a garage freezer. I mean, we have one in Maryland. I really yeah. miss having the second fridge here. It makes a big difference, yeah. Once, I mean, one of our next purchases, next time I get a big payout from one of those jobs I work, we'll replace the fridge. Because our fridge here, it's fine. But we keep talking about getting a new fridge. We'll put that one. This one will be the garage fridge. That'll be our backup fridge. We'll have a new one, and then this will be the backup. That's good. I like it. Yeah. No, yeah, this could be our meat freezer. Okay, no. so we're starting to get boring, what? which leads me into no. Leads okay. me into, Jared, Dad, yes. you are now allowed to talk about the windows. Uh, I want to. <laughs> no, you should talk about it because you've been living in a construction zone all week. Because we finally have window installation progress. The windows that have been sitting under our house for since March. February, March, maybe February, February. Uh, are now mostly in our house, in the walls. Last November, November of 2019, we had a construction person, company, come out and they measured four windows. Measured our openings. And ordered the windows. Our orifices, our house's orifices were measured. <laughs> they were indeed. Okay. Now, I've had this done, like, in Maryland, Thompson Creek. Shout out to Thompson Creek Windows. Show up, like, DMV. a week later. <laughs> Love Thompson Creek. They have, you know, the, the windows in my house in Maryland, like, some of them were really old and crappy and wooden, and so, like, I replaced those, and then some had lost their seals. I replaced those, put the garden ones in the kitchen, replaced the basement windows, you which were... You were caulking them heavily. 
the basement windows. The basement windows were the original 1947 basement windows. Mm-hmm. That was just like there was a frame and there was a piece of glass in there, but it was not connected. Oh, they were like garage windows. Oh, they. I mean, they were terrible. Uh, so Thompson Creek has come and replaced all of those, and they come out and they measure. And then it's it's usually like three weeks later, they, they custom make all their windows and they show up and then the next day it's done. This is the keys. So we knew that it wasn't going to be like next month we get windows. We knew, but we didn't know. <laughs> so uh, they had to custom make those. And to be fair, the windows you need here are far more complicated than the windows you need in Maryland. Don't roll your eyes. I'm rolling my eyes a little bit because th- that means that's that's the standard down here. And that's how they get the windows down here. The, the, the equivalent of Thompson Creek would just be like, okay, we're just using these new materials and we're doing the same thing. But it's not just that, right? Like these are... I don't know if you've been reading the stickers on these windows. They're like rated for low pressure, like when you have storms. Yeah, over and under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 75%. Which we don't have in the Maryland windows. I mean, they're hurricane windows. Fair fair enough. That is a, that is a, a, there's ballistic glass. I think we can shoot at them and it won't go through. That's the thing. Yeah, we're not going to talk too much about the windows, but there's great videos. Oh, you gave me license. You cannot withdraw. (laughs) You can talk about them a bit. I am oppressed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's great videos on YouTube of uh, hurricane windows and like big buff dudes with sledgehammers slamming <laughs> on the windows and they don't crack. See, that makes me feel good. And there's two two kind of levels of hurricane windows. There's like hurricane impact and then high velocity hurricane impact, which is what we're required to have. Yes. Like we got the extra high level, which is more expensive, but it's required for code down here. So anyway, now if there's a hurricane, like our hurricane shutters are coming off. We don't have hurricane shutters anymore. Um, because if now, if a rock flies at us with hurricane force winds, it bounce off it the glass. Off we the don't windows. need the shutters. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, those windows showed up end of Fe- I think it was the end of February, maybe beginning of March, and then you know, COVID shut everything this, down. The, it, it burns me that they were like, "Why don't we just deliver the windows and we'll install them?" No, no, July. no. See, you got to stop bitching about stuff. They had to wait for the permit, and the permit was in the permit office, which was closed for three months because of COVID. Yeah, but I'd rather have them store their windows they, at their place rather than put no, it no, here. No, no, no. See, you, the, you've the got it wrong. You're dead. You're dead. Okay. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh. There's a construction company that's installing the windows. There's a window company that ordered the windows. Yeah. They don't have a warehouse. Well, that's their problem. Okay. What do you mean they don't have a warehouse? They just pick up the windows from the place that made them and bring them to our house. Yeah, you know what that means? The risk of loss passes to us when they deliver them. If anyone is looking for a lawyer husband, I have one (laughs) available. I'm cheap. You're cheap. (laughs) Anyway, it all worked out. But if those windows have been busted under our house, that would have been our problem, not their problem. I mean, I think because they're hurricane... Windows, they would not be busted under our house. They were like lizards living in them and stuff. That's not true. They were living around them. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Carry on. You gave me life. Boy, are you regretting that now? I have so many regrets. I think this is so much more interesting than you do. (laughs) It's not a matter of if it's interesting for us to talk about. It's a matter of is it interesting for our 10,000 downloaders a week to listen to? Well... Suckers, too late. You've already downloaded it. <laughs> if you have regrets, please um, don't tell Jen. <laughs> Let's just keep it on the down low. She, you're just going to reinforce her decisions. <laughs> so anyway, now it is 
mid-December. And finally, 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 after much delay, the windows are being installed. They started on Monday. They're pretty much done, actually. So it's Thursday when we're recording. They have one sliding glass door left to put in, which they're going to do tomorrow. Um, but let me explain this process, because like Thompson Creek... I totally admit it's not it's not the same installation as in Maryland. Fair enough. No, Thompson Creek, like they come and they kind of bonk out the old windows and then they like put up a little frame and then they screw in the new windows and then they leave. They can do... Like the house in a day. I mean, it probably would take two days to do this project here. So here, there's friggin' hurricanes. And our house is made out of concrete. Like, Which the is great. entire house is made out of concrete. And so to put a window in the house, you have to drill into the concrete of the house. These poor guys today, I think they broke like four bits well, of like drill bits while they were putting in Yeah, there. it's not drill friendly. And they have to, they had to like adjust the size i think too there was grinding and there was i mean you know better than i do because you were here here all day yeah they got it they have to take out the old windows which are even though the glass there isn't the hurricane glass they're installed to be hurricane proof and so they have like a wood frame and the wood frame is screwed into the concrete so they have to take out the wood frame so there's like these screws that go two inches into the concrete which you can't just unscrew they got to grind them off take off the old frame make the new frame put the new attach the new frame to the concrete and then install the windows and the windows go through the frame into the concrete it's like dental work for the house it sounds like a dental drill it, did, it has been sounding like a very loud dental drill so there's two guys here um and they i mean they're working their butts off like they're not slapping. flat out flat out yep. and they do like three windows a day uh and, and they kind of do like three and a half. So they'll get one like partway done. And then it takes an hour and a half of screwing to finish getting it in. Yeah, they, they're working. I mean, they're not loitering. Yeah. No, they're working really hard. Totally. Um, and so we have seven dogs. So Monday and Tuesday, I was with, Dad has been taking guac and hops to my little office in Key West. So he can work in some quiet because you have to do stuff that requires more quiet than me. Zoom calls. Yeah, I have those, but my people are, you know. They like the dogs. It's not, it's also not as formal as yours, right? Like you've got formal things. So I've been like working out on the porch with five dogs, except today they started installing uh, stuff out on the porch. They replacing the sliding doors. And so I can't be out on the porch. <laughs> so, and they, I guess the end of yesterday, they were, there's a window in the kitchen that goes out onto the porch that they started. So the end of yesterday, we had to move in to the house with the dog. So they have to be in a room, which is small, whatever room that is. It's not like the main area because the guys are walking through there. So uh, today we were like all in the office, <laughs> in the home office. There uh, was no floor space. No left. floor space. No. And because the guys are working out on the porch, we can't use the elevator. So it's like we have to get all, you know, three dogs, Parmesan and St. Patrick, uh, have to go up and down. And then Voodoo can't come up the stairs. So he also needs the elevator. So they have to do all their business before the guys get here at 8 a.m. Because they don't get to go out again until noon when the guys take their half hour lunch break. And then we got to get everybody to go out. And none of them want to hurry at all. No, half of them are sleeping. And and then they want to putter or swim or Ugh. sniff it's been a very stressful week and then monday when they first were here uh parmesan just freaked the heck out and barked monday and tuesday barked 
all day. He couldn't handle it for some like that really got to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't the noise. I mean, it was seeing the people uh just in the house even though they've been here the whole time if he can see him he's barking at them he was really stressed out um and so we tried he's he's on prozac now to help with his anxiety which does help overall and i tried and he had been on trazodone but you're not really supposed to do trazodone and prozac together because they can interact in a weird way and so i had some xanax which i gave him and so xanax has three general effects on dogs effect number one is none it does nothing yeah effect number two is it can calm them down and sort of knock them out a bit and they just sleep that's ideal that's great effect number three is it does nothing to calm them down but it makes them not really able to stand up like (laughs) they get floppy they get real floppy and that is the effect that it had on parmesan so he was anxious but floppy couldn't get up and including after the guys left, right? That stuff wears off pretty fast, except when it has this effect on dogs, it's like 12 hours that they're like, my back legs don't really work. I'm splutin'. Oh, it sucks. So so finally, like Wednesday, uh, or I guess I tried that Monday, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, I just broke down. I was like, I'm going to give him the trazodone, which helped quite a bit. Yeah. Um, not perfect, but it was a very stressful couple days. What's what's Voodoo doing over there? He's stretching himself, mushing his head into the window. <laughs> he so he walks like two steps too far, and then his head is bent against the window. He always does. When he comes up to you, he kind of walks, and then his like cheek is next to your cheek. He doesn't stop. He yeah. doesn't stop or slow down. He just full steam until bang. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's that's the window status, and then okay, so yesterday. Last night, they, like, or I guess yesterday evening, they replaced the window in the kitchen. You don't see this window too much, but it's like over the sink and it looks out onto the porch. So they replaced that and it was a big, it's a big, heavy window. So they like took the old one out and they had to do a lot of work to kind of yeah, get one the, big giant pane. Yeah. Yeah. It's one big pane. It doesn't open or anything. The old ones did, but we never opened it. So we're just like, give us a seamless piece. Uh, and they had to, you know, cut a lot to kind of get the new frame in. And so we're out on the porch after, you know, they've left and done that. And and your dad's like, what's Voodoo eating? Which we always have to worry about. So I go over and he's eating the metal lathe that was like in the stucco, right? The like mesh metal. Yeah, it's like the the stuff that's inside the plaster to give it structure. That netting, the metal netting. Yeah, but it's sharp. chomping on it. It's terrible. It never should be near anyone's mouth. Oh, my God. I can't believe he wasn't bleeding. He's just it? chomping on it. We haven't shown this, but he did chomp a, a can too, where he like. Oh yeah, we didn't post that. He punched holes in it like it's some kind of he's some kind of hole puncher. He always is trying to get at the empty dog food cans in the recycling bin. So if we ever forget to close the the door to the pantry in the kitchen, the he's recycling instantly bin's in there. there. And so he got one downstairs. So we have a recycling bin up here, you know, as we're going through stuff. And then we've got one by the trash cans downstairs. And he got in there when he was out once and took one. And he clearly put it in his mouth and chomped. So the top was squished down flat. And then there was a hole in either side from his It was like a shark canine. bite into this steel can. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. Voodoo. He's guy, always finding things to mess with. Yeah. He's doing much better, though. He's eaten a lot fewer items of clothing and cloth pieces yep Uh, (laughs) almost zero in the last few days yeah we've gotten better but he's also gotten better yeah um 
his walks are going better. Today, his walk sucked. Like he laid down, he laid down and I was trying to get him to come up and then he laid down on his side. He was like, heck you care and I'm not going anymore. But in general, he's been going a mile at least once a day, yeah, sometimes he, he's more. He's very enriched by it. He loves walks. Like when I get out the leash to like take walk for a walk, Voodoo like mushes him out of the way and he's like, it's my turn, I want the walk. Yeah. He loves going for walks. Yeah, and his, his paws have toughened up and he's he has decent strength in his back legs. He can go downstairs. I mean, that's much more than he could right yeah there, are, there is progress and he's more responsive to like me controlling him totally so i have a little like <laughs> pouch that clips onto like i you know, put it on the waistband of my skirt to hold training snacks in and uh so i carry that and so when i call him he's very responsive to the like dehydrated cheese snacks and so if i hold out a piece of cheese then he'll come and he so we do that a lot on the walks and i've I've talked to the trainer, Michael. So we've got a whole system that we're doing. We've got special leash, special collar, snacks. And so at some point, because <laughs> I say just a lot of random shit to the dogs all the time, I was like, <laughs> Voodoo, come to me and have the cheese of the righteous, which is now the name of the snacks that are in the little pouch that I carry. It's the it's, cheese of the righteous. It's dehydrated cheese. So it's very low cal, right? It's mostly air. Yeah but it's the righteous cheese, the of, cheese, cheese of the, the righteous. cheese of the righteous. <laughs> so Jared, that's like, ah, voodoo's outside and he won't come in. And I'm like, did you try the cheese of the righteous? <laughs> it always works. Rolling my eyes. It works though. Yeah. No, it's good that he's food motivated. Right. That was the weird yeah. thing about guac is that guac really doesn't care that much about snacks or, you know, treats. Not when he wants to go chase something. He'll eat them. But he's also perfectly capable of like lying there looking at you while you're, I don't know, eating a steak or something. If he were in the water, yeah, I mean, certainly before, if he were in the water and you wanted him to get out and you held a cheeseburger out to him, he would not come out of the water. No. If you held a ball, he might, right? It, mm -hmm. But the cheeseburger would, yeah. not at all. But voodoo cheeseburger, he would be all over it. I mean, the cheese of the righteous. <laughs> he's all over it. Which is good because I've tried, I've actually carried him once or twice. Man, is he heavy. Holy smokes. Oh my smokes. God, he's like 105 pounds. He is just, and dead weight. He doesn't want to be carried, no. so he gets all floppy. It's terrible. It's like a like a three-year-old tantruming. I mean, you just yeah. can't pick him up because he's just droopy. It's terrible. He didn't want to get in the elevator today, and I was like, get in the elevator. And he's like, no, he's just laying there. So I'm just like... Pushing his no, butt, it's like, like dragging. You push like one end and it squeezes out the other side, <laughs> and it's like you know squeezing a a, a a water balloon or something. It does no good. No, yeah, it's not like like walk would at least get up if you push him too much. Food is like no, I'm laying even more. Can I get on my back? He's such a strange little man. He barks weird. He opens his mouth and then just is like oh, oh. Yeah, like he doesn't know how to bark real well. No. He's he's learning how to play. Oh my God, his so play much. is so much better. Mm -hmm. He was he was really aggressively chomping on all the other dogs, and Guac gave him some real angry corrections. I mean, very appropriate. Didn't hurt him. Nothing, but like snarly angry. Was just pissed at him. Like you, mm -hmm. you nipped me. You know, stop it. Yeah, um, and so we had to watch him really carefully to make sure. And and I mean, Guac is great. Like I'm actually really impressed with how well he's done. Yeah. Um, but Voodoo has learned. Like he's totally. much much better. Voodoo almost does air air snaps now, mm -hmm. and 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 just like pushes. Yeah, he puts other dogs' heads in his mouth, tightly in his mouth, but he doesn't really bite down. No, he just kind of rubs. Yep. 
so it's, he's he's still got a little bit of learning to do but he's much better oh yeah it's yeah. so much better yeah that's him he also just like makes these random crying sound with sound oh you're fine sad man maybe he wants the cheese of the righteous <laughs> He's just bored. He makes that sound when he's bored. And he wants the cheese of the righteous. I mean, yeah. Loves that cheese of the righteous. <laughs> the title alone would make me want to eat it <laughs> all the time. Uh, you can eat that cheese. It's just cheese. Well, Nothing I don't know if there. I'm worthy of it all the time. <laughs> you are. You are. Uh, so I think that's it. Everybody else. Patrick had a really good day today. One of his better days. He's, he's yeah, doing fine. But he was stuck in a tiny room with you all day and he probably thought that was awesome because he doesn't have to move around in velcro you know into different areas that's i guess that's true he was just asleep the whole time there you go he's happy yeah. um yeah everybody else is doing good nothing much to report yeah everyone's, everyone's you're fine adjusted pretty well to having six siblings yep okay uh do you want to do conk we have two conk lives and then a German word of the week. I'll do a German word just to get it out of the way, and then yeah. you can do Konklife. Do it. Alla Weltsgesicht. All world. Face. Face. Like Bachpfeifengesicht. Yeah, but it's Alla Weltsgesicht just means like totally nondescript face. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, like could be any face in the world. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Alla Weltsgesicht. Alla Weltsgesicht. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like That's not really a compliment. No, and it's it's not really an insult, but it's just sort of saying, you know, he, he had a, a face that was totally not notable. Yeah, it's like the huh. the compliment of... That's an Allerweltsgesicht. Funny looking. Funny looking how? I don't know, just funny looking. The, yeah. the opposite of that. He was just, just like normal he, looking. He was just normal. He just looked like a man. There was yeah. a Saturday Night Live sketch about just this like in the, the 80s. the average guy. He looked like a man, yeah. Allerweltsgesicht. Yeah. <laughs> Allerweltsgesicht. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, we got two conch life stories. These are good. We got one featuring our friend Deputy Hradecki. <laughs> we saw this story and I hadn't read it. I just saw the headline and Jared Dad's like, oh, did you see that story? And I was like, yeah, is Deputy Hradecki in it? And it's like, yes, he is in one, it. One of these days I'm going to go to some Monroe County outreach thing to like get his autograph or something and be like, Deputy Hradecki. <laughs> I sometimes you're, you're like the hardest working guy in Monroe County. I sometimes think about making Deputy Hradecki t-shirts, and I was like, <laughs> then I'll like see him at some point because it's like a pretty small place down here, and he'll be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like fans of Deputy. Like, you're my hero. Well, here's the ticket. Oh, you're still my hero. I don't know. I mean, like we don't know anything about this guy. He could be a real jerk who just writes good reports. Oh well. I'm willing to live with that. <laughs> okay, so here's the story. Woman arrested after fleeing from deputies. A 36-year-old Miami Beach, Florida motorist was arrested Thursday night. This is last Thursday. After fleeing from deputies and crashing into another car, Christine, we're just going to go with Christine, was charged with aggravated flee and eluding with injuries or damage, fleeing and eluding, hit and run, and possession of synthetic marijuana. Being a dummy. The incident began at approximately 7.40 p.m. when Deputy Corbin Hradecki was passed by speeding Mercedes sedan on the 3300 block of US-1 in Marathon. How fast was he speeding? She, she Christine, Christine. Yes, well, she recklessly swerved around Deputy Hradecki, causing Deputy Hradecki to slam on his brakes. Radar indicated the Mercedes was traveling at 56 in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. 
which means you're right by the seven mile bridge. That's when it's 35. Deputy Hrydecki turned on his lights and siren and attempted to make a traffic stop. The driver, later identified as Christine, was waving her middle finger out the window and accelerating. What a jerk. This is a Mercedes? Yeah. Should have been a BMW. But Mercedes just as bad. Your <laughs> dad hates BMW drivers. She was flipping off the cop. That's a... Hand out the window. High value move. What an idiot. Christine then began recklessly passing other vehicles, driving on the shoulder and into oncoming traffic while reaching speeds of 90 miles an hour. This is in a 35 mile an hour zone. Christine displayed both middle fingers from the sunroof (laughs) upon reaching the seven mile bridge. At that point, speeds reached 120 miles an hour. It's 35 miles an hour when you're approaching the bridge. And you feel like you're going to fall off even if you're going the speed limit off that bridge there's there you're high up there 120 miles an hour when she reached the bridge and deputy kardecki ceased the pursuit for safety reasons because really christine you're on a bridge what are you going to turn right <laughs> no, no you can either turn around and come back to deputy kardecki or you may continue for seven miles and somebody might be waiting for you he's on the got the radio <laughs> All right, so Herdecki very intelligently does not chase her across the bridge. Herdecki watched as Christine began tailgating a Tesla and then intentionally crashed into the rear of the Tesla. She thought she was in a movie. The Tesla fishtailed. However, the driver was able to keep control of the car. It didn't burst into flames. That's (laughs) nice. (laughs) Deputy Herdecki once again attempted a traffic stop, but Christine did not stop. (sighs) Deputy Herdecki again turned off his lights and siren. Lower Keys deputies, Lower Keys is is basically... Past the seven-mile bridge. Once you're past the seven-mile bridge, you're in the Lower Keys. That's where we live. Lower Keys deputies prepared tire spikes at mile marker 35. You know I love tire spikes. <laughs> uh, mile marker 35. So you come off the, the seven-mile bridge basically at mile marker 40. So this, But uh, there's a bunch of miles of kind of nothing. There's like State Park and Empty Keys. You can't get away from Route 1 if you're getting chased, certainly. And, I mean, there's no there's no houses or anything up there you, yeah. until you get into like a Boy Scout camp and some dead end roads. Yeah. Uh, so she gets to come a few miles off the bridge, but there's nowhere to go, and so they put the spikes down. Uh, all right. However, she pulled over on her own accord at mile marker 36, a so one mile before, before the, the spikes. spikes. Damn it! I like those spikes uh, on the Bahia Honda Bridge. So she's on a bridge and she pulls over. Deputy Hradecki approached the Mercedes with his service weapon drawn. He would. Christine, he Christine followed instructions and exited the car. She was laughing. She said she wished to go to jail, adding she had no reason for driving the way she was driving. Two synthetic marijuana vape pens were found in the Mercedes. Christine was taken to jail. She got her wish. That's nice for Christmas. Synthetic marijuana, I mean, again, I have no experience with it, but my understanding is that it does not make you drive 120 miles an hour in a 30 five mile an hour zone or stick both your fingers out the sunroof and flip off a deputy i agree that that is not mandated by the synthetic manual marijuana seems like she might have been drinking she's not gonna get a uh, insanity defense for for that nope she knew what she was doing what a weird what, so such a weird thing and smash into the back of a te- of a car right yeah her decky noted it was a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, one $80,000 car running into another in a $60,000 car. Nice. Man. Okay. The other story is not actually from the Keys, but it is from Florida. And it was in Conk Life. So we're, we're allowing an out-of-Keys exception. And here. it has a canine connection. Of course. 
Florida's new python-sniffing dogs have first success. Nice. This is from the AP out of Tallahassee. Truman, the python-sniffing black Labrador retriever, recently tracked down his first snake in a new program Florida's using to eradicate the invasive species. Dogs will save us all. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission recently began training Truman and another dog named Eleanor. Why is she named Eleanor, Ingo? Roosevelt. What's Truman's wife's name? I think it's Eleanor. Both? I don't know. They you... can't both have been married to Eleanor Roosevelt. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Hang on. All right. Well, as I was Googling it, we saw their name is Bess. Elizabeth. Truman's a Key West connection because of the Truman White House here. Mm-hmm. Eleanor is a, just a cool name. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. I was totally wrong about that one. Okay. Uh, another dog named Eleanor to detect the python scent and alert handlers when they've come across so one. So smart. The first success was last week when Truman found an eight-foot Burmese python in the Rocky Glades public small game hunting area in Miami-Dade County. Could have eaten Truman. I've seen the picture. It could have eaten Truman three times over. We've Poor got, little Truman. We've got to stay innovative. We've got to try new approaches, and the detector dogs is just one area where we're doing that, says Commission Director Eric Sutton. Very smart. He showed commissioners pictures of the dogs during a virtual meeting, including one with Truman standing behind the massive snake he'd it found. It is a massive snake. They're hard workers, commissioners. They're really very dedicated, and you can see that they're very proud, and they should be. Good job, Truman and Eleanor. Estimated to number between 100 and 300,000, pythons have become a threat to the fragile Florida Everglades ecosystem as they devour native mammals and birds. There's like hunting season for pythons. I think you get the person who gets the most pythons wins a prize. Yeah, and I mean, I think most, it's like fishing contests these days. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but it's like just kill as many of those pythons as possible. Yeah. They're just like people had fucking pet snakes they didn't want anymore and they let them go and they're like, these Everglades are f- awesome. I know. It's very bad. Very bad. They're going to eat the chickens. They're going to eat the lizards. They're going to eat everything. Poor key deer. And we don't, I mean, we don't have them down here in the Keys yet, yeah. but the Everglades are, the, the when the Keys end, they end in the Everglades, <laughs> basically. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it would be great if the alligators ate the pythons, but I think the pythons are, you know. I think there's some memes with that. Like a python tried to swallow an alligator yeah, and the alligator and lost. chomped out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at this. While Burmese pythons have been known to eat small alligators and small deer, Truman and Eleanor trained to stay about three feet away from the reptiles. So we learned many things in that sentence. Yes. Yes. (laughs) How about stay eight feet away from the reptiles, Truman, because they're eight feet long. No. Uh, Anyway, it's a cute picture. Truman's a cute dog. Yep. We don't need to talk at all about what Ron DeSantis did. Nope. That guy can meet a python. Okay. A big python. That'd be great. Uh, Okay. There we go. We've checked off all the boxes. Yeah. We were going to talk about mask violation arrests, but that's like a different week maybe. Yeah. We had had a lot this week. There are them. There sometimes are them. Okay. Uh, Last day of Hanukkah. Yeah. Our candles just burned down. Happy last day of Hanukkah, everybody. Gearing up for Christmas. We had some oil, but it lasted a really long time. Yeah. Surprisingly. I guess we're going to do solstice first and then Christmas. We're going to do solstice? I mean, I do. What do we do for solstice? Does it involve like pagan rituals? Yeah. Interesting. Yep, yep. We'll talk about that off the podcast. Interesting. (laughs) 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 Hey, that's my thing. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, hey, hey.
<laughs> Did you see that somebody slowed it down? It sounds a lot more ominous than it's intended to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could probably slow it down with my special effects here. But. Yeah, well, yeah. we're, we're going to leave it real. We're going to yeah. keep it real. All right, everyone. Well, uh, happy eighth day of Hanukkah. Happy solstice in the meantime. Oh, and if you think this podcast is much quieter than others, it's because of the new window. Because they're so insulated. There's no windiness. All right, and until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, yeah, wear a mask. Bye. Bye.